Welcome to the Connected Insurance Podcast, presented by Agency Revolution. Listen to interviews with the most influential people in the insurance industry. Learn the most important strategies, tactics, trends, and challenges facing today's independent insurance agents and brokers. New episodes every Wednesday. Visit agencyrevolution.com and click media to explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers. Subscribe today and get updates delivered right to your inbox. And now, without further delay, the Connected Insurance Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Michael Jans, co-founder of Agency Revolution and delighted to be your host for this episode of the Connected Insurance Podcast presented by Agency Revolution, creators of the most powerful marketing and communication software built specifically to meet the needs of insurance agencies and brokerages. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that the relationship with you ha- that you have with your clients is the heart of your business? If the answer is yes, and you haven't done it lately, visit agencyrevolution.com and request a free demo and discover how they can help you make those relationships stronger and longer. And I'm delighted to invite you to listen to this conversation with Jordan Goodman. Uh, Jordan is a third-generation agency principal, and as he and his brother uh, began to take over the reins of the agency, they discovered something not unusual. Uh, In fact, uh, really quite common in the insurance industry. Some industry observers predict that about 25% of insurance workers will retire in the next four years. So um, that's... um, that's uh, it's not just a like a statistical uh, uh, artifact. Um, it, it's a serious trend that has to be addressed. How do we attract quality talent into our agencies, and how do we then um, train them so that they're uh, capable of delivering outstanding service to our customers as quickly as possible? Well, that was a uh, that was an issue that Jordan and his brother uh, addressed head on and developed a series of training programs. And as successful as it was, they began to share it with other agencies around the country. So now I believe they've served over 1,300 agencies. So uh, in this conversation, Jordan shares his insight on how to keep more of your new employees how to get uh, more of your new team members, uh, oh well, just ready for the job faster. And then we dove into a question that I think is, um, oh, really, really fundamental, particularly for um, anybody who's an agency principal that is not a millennial, which is how how do you satisfy the employment demands, the expectations of the rising millennial generation when they come into your agency? How do you how do you make sure that they're aligned in the direction that you want to go, and they do that with some um, internal deep sense of satisfaction? So fascinating conversation. Uh, um, one, one thing I want to call your attention to: we had a little technical glitch. Oh, probably 80 percent into the conversation. So I've asked my producer to splice uh, two conversations together. Uh, I think he's probably able to do that with some elegance. And before I go, a couple of things. Uh, Number one, um, if you haven't done it already, if you'd be kind enough, connect with me on LinkedIn. And uh, while I I try to get back to everybody who communicates with me on LinkedIn, 
Uh, you know, I miss I miss one from time to time, but that's a good way for us to stay in touch. Uh, if you've got ideas for this podcast, let me know and I'll put them to work. Uh, follow Agency Revolution on LinkedIn, of course. And um, oh, I guess I'll say one last thing that's kind of exciting. I think this is the podcast that will tip us over 200,000 listeners. So I thank you for your, the loyal, your loyalty to this program and your participation in helping guide me to make good decisions. Um, if you've received value from this, once again, I'll remind you, if you'd be kind enough, hop on your podcast platform, give us a five-star review. If I haven't earned a five-star review, it's usually not because of my guests, it's because of me. Feel, please feel free, communicate with me, and uh, tell me what I can do better. Tell me who you want me to interview. Tell me what guests that I should get that you're uh, interested or anxious to hear from. So, boom. Without further ado, it is my privilege to introduce you to this conversation with my guest and my friend, Jordan Goodman. Jordan Goodman, how are you? Michael Jans, how you doing, man? Uh, doing good, thanks so much. So I'm excited about this conversation uh, in part because uh, I think uh, you're addressing a topic that is of major importance in the industry right now, which is uh, talent well, talent attraction, talent training, talent preparation uh, at a time when every industry analyst um, is, uh, is, is distributing reports about how worried they are about, uh, you know, the turnover in the industry and, and, and the, you know, like, right. um, well, people leaving, right? People, people retiring and, and aging out of the industry. So, um, I think Absolutely. you're, uh, you're focusing your attention and your resources on a critical problem. Uh, so before we get, uh, well, yeah, I thought we think so too. Yeah. You think so too. Okay. I thought, I thought maybe you would. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, before we dive into that, uh, yeah, well, share, share with us and with our listeners a little bit of background. How did, uh, how did you get to be who and where you are today? Yeah, so uh, Total CSR is, is one of the projects, it's the one we'll be talking about today, but that was birthed out of our own kind of frustration in the industry. So my brother and I are both third generation owners of our agency. Grandpa started it, our dad built it up rather large and sold it to a public company. And we went and worked there and bought ourselves back in 2008. And so really kind of uh, as we were growing the past, gosh, what is that, 12 years or so, our focus was really trying to bring people from outside the industry and train them up on our own. And we had a ton of success with it until we had some turnover with our younger generation. And I'm a millennial, so this isn't slamming any of them. It was just, it became so time consuming to uh, really try to train in-house. I mean, we're a small shop, we had a dozen people, it just didn't make sense. So we looked for outside resources and couldn't find what we were looking for. So we decided to build it our own. Got it. All right. So um, I, I think you've mentioned that you like uh, historically, or at least recently, you've been bringing people into your agency from outside the industry. Am I right, right about that? Okay. Right. So um, here, here's my experience with that is that I, I've been encouraging that for, you know, over 20 years. Um, not, not to imply that there's uh, anything um, damaged or diminished about people who are in the industry, but if uh, if, if that 
is a criteria, well, it shrinks the, uh, the potential labor pool, like, you know, by not just 10x or 100x, but thousands and thousands of x, right? Um, and, oh. and, and while clearly there's some short-term pain in bringing somebody from the outside because boom, you can't just sit them down and say, go to work. You have to actually sit them down and say, let's go through some training and then we'll do some work. Um, the, the advantage is one, you've got a huge, relatively speaking, labor pool to draw from and Mm -hmm. You have the opportunity to hire for uh, attitude and aptitude, uh, you know, not just um, skill set, right? You have, you have the opportunity to hire totally. somebody for their future, not, not just for their past. Okay, right. got it. Right. All right. So, so, it's, so it's a big issue. So what do you see, um, what do you see happening in the in the industry right now and perhaps the labor market in general that makes this such a poignant issue for agencies yeah so i mean a couple of the statistics i think it's 25 percent of the insurance workforce has retired over the past three years um i think you have another three or four hundred thousand that are set to retire in the next couple of years now covid may have changed that one way or the other i'm not sure to be candid um but you're seeing a lot of turnover, a lot of aging out. Uh, and the problem is there are incredible people out there. And, and quite frankly, you're going to find a lot more qualified um, people right now because of what's going on in the labor market with COVID, with people getting laid off. But if you try to bring someone from outside the industry, the average time frame. now every agency does it differently, but to get someone brand new to be able to run a desk as an account manager or CSR is two years, right? There's no reason for that, but that's the reality. Um, wait, wait, two, two years for what? Someone, run that by me again. Two years. Take someone who's brand new. Yeah. Take someone brand new and be able to have them be self-sufficient and run a desk of commercial accounts as a CSR or account manager without any other intervention. Wow. So that's a, they're self-sufficient. really long time okay and so what it do you is. think is what, what what's a with the with the appropriate training and support we'll get into that in a second what what do you think that that can be shrunk down to a couple months seriously yeah that's that's not okay so like what where are the yeah. deficits what do you think what's the big problem just just the way we've historically done it doesn't work i mean here's what happens is you have you know, Sally, who's been doing it for 40 years and you hire Johnny to come on the business and he walks in and what you start having him do is start shadowing and Sally's walking him through step-by-step step and saying, oh, here, pull this loss run or <laughs> see how there's subrogation on this claim. And all." And he starts, she starts talking about things and he has no idea what he's saying. Johnny got licensed, right? He got, we went through pre-licensing, but he did that just to pass the test. And now whatever state he's in says, yeah, now you're qualified to sell insurance, right? Mm -hmm. But he doesn't know how to do the job. Yeah. And that's really the issue. You know, you, we, we try to take away our staff and it's usually our most senior staff who are handling the largest clients. We're trying to take their time away from managing their clients and having them teach, you know, the younger generation. And there's no systematic process to do so. And frankly, none of us are really that great at teachers anyway. So... It's just a breakdown in the system. 
and there hasn't really been anything built, uh, in my opinion, that's that's come to fit that need. So, um, so your focus, your really uh, uh, focus, I think, has been on um, that transition uh, for the, uh, the 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 new member of the industry, right? Correct. For, for yeah, the that's, most part, that's our primary focus. Okay. Yeah. And, all right. So we have an industry that is, in a lot of ways, where the uh, talent, and in some cases, <laughs> the talent with the most experience is aging out. Right. Right. And so, yeah, and and they're handling in ma in many cases the most sophisticated, advanced customer issues. And now we we're we're. Correct trying trying to bridge the gap and bring in some new talent and not, not only are they aging out but boom in their last phase of employment we're bringing them in to be trainers on top of everything else okay totally i mean so, we had it happen at our agency a few years ago we had our most senior person and she retired she was in the business i think 40 years and um what we had was we had someone who was we had poised to kind of take over for her and she decided to leave our agency and go to another agency where her, her husband was at and so then we had someone who was in the business for a year she came to us from starbucks and going oh my gosh this is our most experienced person right yeah. how do we get her up and running quickly and now she handles all of our largest accounts because we found a way to do it um but it happens all the time you have just massive knowledge gaps um and it's very, very difficult to to even assume you can get someone halfway up to speed, you know. Okay. Okay. So let's just, let's di let's oh. dive into the problem. Let's because uh, uh, I, I do think that it's it's quite possible that that problem that I was addressing, you know, like to, for I've, I've been talking about for twenty years, which is you know bring 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 the right people in because you can't change mm -hmm. the person, but you can add skills. Um, right. that's, that is met with resistance and I know that. So I'm curious how you're, how you're dealing with that. When somebody says, I mean, first of all, the agency principal is busy. They got plenty on their plate. The person most likely to train them has plenty on their plate. And so, you know, that like the last thing they're thinking they want to do is bring in somebody who's got, yeah, maybe she's really great. I met her at Starbucks. She was terrific with customer service. Like anybody would hire her. But now, boom, how do I go from a double skinny cappuccino to, you know, a $35,000 commercial lines policy? Like, you know, so boom. So I, I, I don't want to minimize the challenge the, the challenge the objection okay so let's dive into the objection so the average agency principal says yeah. gosh jordan sounds great on the surface but in in the real world i got too much to do and how do, how do i how do i solve that right how, how do i know they're going to be good at insurance so talk to me about before we get into training let's just dive into that objection yeah, so there there are some great tools out there, um, you know, uh, that determine personality fits and cognitive aptitude and all of those kind of things. Um, I would agree with the agency principals that they have way too much going on. Their focus needs yeah. to be on growing the agency 
and supporting everyone and not having the rest of their staff train. I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, it's the foundation of total CSR, right? But it's, there's so many things that people don't understand what, they, so let's say for the sake of argument, the flip side is you can hire someone out of Starbucks, right? And you can start paying them $35,000, $40,000 a year if they're the right person. To get the right person who's been in the business for 25 years, right? You're going to pay them eighty or $90,000 okay. year after year after year, right? So if you can find a solution to, to yeah, it might be a, a bit difficult financially, you know, for the first year, which even that's debatable, but you can get them and you're saving yourself in the long road so much money. Um, and I hate to always talk about money, but I mean, let's be candid, small agency owners are, are in the business of making money, right? So the, like the productivity time and the productivity that is killed by having to train people is insane and it's expensive. You know, they, there was a study that said the cost of cost to replace one new to industry person is up to 50% of their annual salary. So you're talking 50 to $20,000 to replace one person. So if there's a way that you can do that and reduce that, that cost, right. Yeah. And really reinforce the fact that, Hey, we want you here long-term. I want to get, uh, invest in you to make sure you can take off. It's going to pay incredible dividend. I mean, it has for our agency, Okay. but yeah, it is, it is a lot of work historically. Okay. So, um, Talk to us a, a little bit about um, sort of minimizing the risk of bringing in outside talent. How, how do you do that? I mean, uh, like, uh, so, so I, yeah. I know we'll talk about how do we deliver training to them so that they're capable, but there's always some risk anytime we bring new talent into an organization. How do you minimize yeah. that? Particularly if, you know, let's say it's Sally from Starbucks. Hey. The way that I think you do it is you have an effective training program. And I don't mean that to go back to the training, but let's say you have to, it takes your agency six months or a year to get someone up to speed, right? You yeah. get, you spend that six months or a year, you get them up and they're running and then all of a sudden they leave that. Well, now you've lost that six months to a year, but what if you could get them up and going <laughs> in a month, right? Yeah. And then they, and then okay. they decide a month later, they don't like it. What are you out? Right. You know, yeah. Way less money, way less productivity. And one of the things that uh, I, I'm not against recruiters, I've used recruiters. Um, there's some great ones and some not so great ones. But when you're trying to find someone who's new to the industry, if you can avoid using a recruiter, that's another way to really minimize that risk. So, okay. Um, now, you had met, I think you had mentioned earlier, you know, like profiles or testing. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. So, yeah. is that, so I would be an advocate yeah, of that. I'm curious what your experience with that. Yeah, um, we've had we've had mixed experience. What what typically uh, our our best experience has been find a profile that matches the best person in, in the uh, agency, and then try to compare all the other personality profiles that your new to industry hires. There, they have them take the same test and see how similar or dissimilar it is to your best person. Right, then you can go, okay, there's certain traits in here, but uh -huh. it, it's like myself, right? It, it depends what the role is. So I would be a terrible CSR account manager because my attention to detail is just not going to be there. I can't multitask with the darn, right? There's all these different critical functions 
Yeah. I'm a sales guy. I want to go out. I want to have drinks with people. Tell them why, you know, I'm going to be the greatest broker. You know, let's go play some golf, have a good time and pass off the work. Right. So that's there. There's a lot that can go into again, with modern psychology and what these these tests can do. It's really impressive how how accurate they can be. But they're not going to be perfect. Yeah. You, you are going to. We've been disappointed several times, on mm -hmm. but they're a tool in the war chest. Yeah. Well, they're certainly not a like a positive guarantee, but they um, but a I, I, I think um, you know, most, most people in the recruiting industry would at least indicate that if they're a mismatch, then that's something you should pay attention to. If, I mean, if they're exactly. a perfect match, yeah. there's still a person that has to, you know, it won't necessarily work out, but if it's way right. off, then that do, it does seem to me that, uh, you're, um, increasing your risk when you bring them in. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Okay. Got it. All right. So, um, so what, what, two and a half, I mean, so you must've been thinking three, four years ago, um, there's, there's a solution to this and that we can share that solution. So, so talk to us a little bit about how you kind of got, got to the point where you decided, yeah, this is a big enough problem problem in the industry. And I think our solution is uh, sophisticated enough that it really works. How did you get to that point? Uh, you know, it's funny. It's, it's, I'll give credit to my brother, Justin, on this one. Um, you know, he's my business partner in the agency and in total CSR as well. But he, he's an idea guy. And I'm not joking where twice a week he walks in and goes, I've got it. He's got the next brilliant idea. And I go, Justin, that's terrible. It's never going to work. Right. That's, that's just, I'm like the realist. I keep doing that. And a few years ago, <laughs> he said to me, he's like, no, I, I, I've got it. Right. And I said, oh my God, you finally have, you finally can finally have a decent idea. Okay. <laughs> right. But it wasn't just decent. I thought it was brilliant. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, he wanted me to build it uh, because I'm techie and he thought, oh, sure. And then after about two hours, I realized no chance in hell I could. Um, but we have a fantastic, you know, uh, our other partner Trenton, he came from Toastmasters International, and he's well versed in training and technology. He's he's incredible. We've got an incredible team, but it was really one of those things that we realized this doesn't exist out there. And as we started talking to several different insurance agency owners, mm -hmm. they said, "Oh my gosh, I, I absolutely would love that. Please, 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 when you build it, you know, just let us borrow it. Can we just use it? We'll pay you for it." We'll yeah. Say, yeah. Well. Okay. Might have legs. <laughs> Might have legs. All right. So, so, so talk to us about what, what is the it? What, what are you guys doing right now and how are you solving this problem? Yeah. So Total CSR right now is an e-learning company um, that's very interactive, that takes everything in a step-by-step -step building block process from, hey, I'm brand new to this industry. I'm going to walk you through all the different terminology because you forget you're trying to explain a work comp loss run to someone there's like 25 different terms on there right like reserve subrogation you know I mean, there's, everyone's like what are you talking about so you have to come through terminology and we have digital flashcards and matching we have various activities where they're going to go through and learn how to read um, forms and supplementals and analyze loss runs calculate short rate penalties we have like on the commercial line side right um, we're, we're in a Accord-based system. So we don't teach to the agency management system. We teach to the Accord. So we teach them 
how to properly complete accords with supplemental loss routing, uh, information, payrolls, et cetera. On the personal line side, we, we built our own comparative rater tools, but they're going through and actually practicing doing the job. Mm-hmm. Not learning how to analyze policy forms. Again, that's really important. And we do have an advanced course on that. But our focus is how do you get them up and running to be able to run a desk quickly? That's the focus. Um, all right. So what what kind of um, what kind of feedback are you getting? What uh, you know? What, so I'm curious what a principal say, and what do trainees have to say about their experience with it? Yeah, you know it's been interesting because you know it's, it's so bad. You know, we, our family has been in the business so long, but I haven't known many other agency people um, really until we started Total CSR. Now I've had the benefit. I've talked to literally thousands of agency owners, right? So I've got this kind of unique perspective on uh, on the marketplace, and it's what you talked about before. People want to hire people outside the industry, but they say I I can't. I can't train them. I have no bandwidth and I suck at it and I can't force my staff to do so, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so they, the agency owners have loved the tool. Um, the, the part of the problem is we've had a lot of different um, of the users really, really enjoy it. And we've had some critiques. So we, we've, you know, we're not perfect. We're trying to evolve and change and grow, but from the user's perspective, They've hated how detail oriented we require them to be when doing things like completing the chords. And our feedback's kind of been like, if you don't like doing this and you can't do this well, you're not, you're not gonna be successful in this job. So maybe you should move on, you know? Like there's so much standardized form processing in the industry that, yeah, some of it's not sexy, um, but it takes a certain type of person who's going to want to love it and take care of their clients and make sure these details really get input correct because they matter, right? right. Otherwise, you got E and O. So, um, well, it's, it's so been there's, an, there's a way for an owner to find out really fairly quickly whether or not their new hire is well suited to the job, Absolutely. right? Because you're it, it's, so it sounds like you're you're sort of uh, compressing actual functions of the job into a short period of time. And they 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 Correct. either need to find it attractive or not, right? Right. And some don't. Okay, got it. Uh, so the, um, the talk to us a little bit about the um, the areas of focus. That's my understanding uh, on your site. You've got a, a number of different training courses that somebody can access. Right. So our training courses, we, we started off honestly with just commercial lines because that's all our agency do does. We're a construction firm, um, ah. but due to demand, is we we moved to uh, personal lines as well. We have employee benefits. We have a soft skills training program, which is things like telephone etiquette, generation gaps, um, you know how to properly compose business emails. Uh, We've got a producer training program, which is geared toward, you know, prospecting, negotiating, things like that. And then we just launched about three months ago, our advanced commercial lines coverage, which is really, again, I said, these other ones are practical, how to do the job. The advanced uh, course is really geared toward how do you analyze policy forms, understand legal language, um, and really dig through policies themselves. So that's kind of our offering right now. And uh, I think I mentioned in, in December, we're, we're launching a whole bunch of new stuff, which is really exciting. You, you've got new things coming out shortly. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah. We're right now we're just a training company, but we're going to be doing hiring, uh, assessing those assessments we talked about, um, and then also a support side as well. So uh, yeah, we're using the acronym HATS, H-A-T-S, uh, to kind of explain it all. But we're really excited about in just about a month from now we'll, we'll be launching. Right on. Okay. So um, how so? <laughs> So this is a big problem in the industry. Um, I'm not sure that, that you know you're, you 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 can claim that you know you're going to be able to solve it, but you're certainly addressing one of the biggest issues that agencies have, which is yeah. I, I don't I don't think yeah I don't think we're a silver bullet, but I I think I think that we have done something that no one else has done and saying, hey, I can now give you with 80 or 90% you know, certainty that you can go find the right person from outside the industry and we can get them up and running in a very, very short period of time. I'd argue 90, 95% faster than you otherwise would for much, much less. Um, and I think that's it's our contribution to the, the industry. I mean, part of this whole thing, and this is going to sound a little hokey, but Okay, is okay. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's done so much for my family. Um, <laughs> right. With generationally. And, and um, you know, my brother and I do this. My sister is now a partner with us on the total uh -huh. CSR side. So the whole family is in it now. Uh, my dad's still in the office hanging around. The only one not showing up is my mom. So, um, but it's, it's, <laughs> again, forgive me. I'm a millennial. I'm all about making a difference in the world. But I see that this is kind of our our uh, this is this is our kind of stamp on this industry that has been so kind and so generous yeah. to us. Okay. Um, right. And um, yeah, well, it's it's a lot of fun to be a part of. Okay, let me dig into something just a little bit here that you might have some insight on. Um, the uh, the millennial recruit. Okay. Uh, they might be hired by maybe by a Gen Xer or more maybe by a boomer, right? So we got a we right. got a 55, 60 year old in our case and in, in this industry, most likely a guy hiring a millennial mm -hmm. um, and perhaps replacing a boomer, right? So Hazel retired, right. whatever. She's 60, 65 years old. She's been there for 40 years and she's gone. Uh, talk to us a little bit about the the cultural distinction or the cultural demand that a, a millennial may have on the workplace that is different than, um, you know, the demand of their predecessor. What are they looking for in work? I think it goes back to kind of what I was just saying, uh, yeah. purpose and meaning. I think so, 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 so unlike, unlike the, the meaningless baby boomer, we've got the meaningful millennial. <laughs> well, okay. I, I think, I think you, and that's what I mean. It, it's hard for, it's hard for me to convey. I even try to talk with my dad about it. Right. And he's like, what are you trying to say? Right. But, uh, well, no, but this is, a, this is such a critical point. Uh, I, I, I want you, I really do want your perspective on it. I'm, I'm teasing. I mean, I'm, I'm an advocate for every generation. No, I know you are. <laughs> but there are the perspective at least from the millennial generation is that hey uh, like, like take capitalism right 
I'm a huge capitalist, right? You're not, I don't think yeah, there's a better right. system out there. It's got its flaws, but I don't think there's a better system. But there's also a lot of things that we, we can do to, to marry with capitalism to really improve the world, to improve lives. And it's not just about making you know, the money so I can have bigger and better things. And not that your generation or, or my dad's generation would, would think that way, but our perspective is that that's kind of what was handed down to us. And we go, that's just not enough for us. You know, I mean, it's probably has something to do with like Maslow's hierarchy of needs and we're in that self-actualization phase, right? Yeah. But it's, uh, uh, the perspective from myself and my peers is, let's go build a better world um, and what better industry to do it than this one? You know, right. Um, I wrote that one down. So, and, so it, that that's, it is a little bit of a kind of a millennial banner. Let's go build a better world. Right. Okay. I mean, yeah. First of all, let's recognize to some extent this is a troubled world. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I think um, if you, kind of uh, float around in the oh in the twitter sphere for example and uh right. and, and read you know like read the millennial thought leaders there uh, there does tend to be a lot of um oh skepticism if not disdain but but at least skepticism about um unfettered capitalism and uh, the potential mm -hmm. damage that it causes to the social structure or to the environmental you know um ecosystem. So it, it does seem that uh, the, that the millennial of today, it, they, they do want some change in the world. Yeah. And I think for me and for the industry, this is one of the big questions. This is the Zen koan of, um, of, of things that we need to, uh, you know, the code we need to crack to some extent. So you've made references to how uh, talent is aging out in the industry. It's almost, um, I mean, it really, it's, uh, it can't be ignored. It's fairly serious. And of course, you're, you're attempting to help crack the code on that one by, you know, not only encouraging people to bring in talent that, that hasn't been in the industry, but then solving the, uh, the initial training problems uh, for them. Uh, however, there's another problem, and I, I want to get your perspective on this. Okay, uh, training aside, they, let's say they come into an agency. You know, they're uh, whatever. You know, 29. They're 30 years old, and uh, they've been living their life out in the world. And now they come in into an insurance agency, and and perhaps they're thinking, "Gosh, this technology doesn't feel like it's 2020," and maybe the culture feels a little bit different as well. And those are maybe two issues. Right. Okay. Um, and, and they're th at some point, you know, they're thinking, I can't wait to go home so I can just get on some cool technology because this stuff is really old now that I mean, and that's not true with every agency, but there's, a, there's some truth to that. So talk to us a little bit and help us understand a little bit. You're first of all, you are a millennial. Secondly, you're in the business, really in the business, not exclusively training millennials, but I suspect a lot of your trainees are millennials. And Absolutely. you deal with a lot of agency principals who have this problem. So talk to us a little bit about that 
well, it's a, you know, a bit of a generation gap and the gap between it's not just the generations, but between, you know, what the millennials normal experience of life and then often their experience of being in an industry that's got a lot of legacy holdover. Yeah, it's, it's a really good point. And, um, you know, I'm just thinking about it now. You're think about all the technology we use. I mean, I'm, I'm finding some new technology once a week that I'm analyzing, deciding to incorporate into my life or not. I just got the new iPhone 12 Max, whatever, Super Plus, whatever the newest iteration they call it is. And I, I'm always craving something new. Um, one of the, the problems is that historically and still it's gotten better, but in the insurance industry, you know, systems don't talk. And we're in a world where everything is connected to each other. And to, I mean, think about your smart TVs when, you know, Netflix isn't working on the smart app or Hulu, or you have to re-sign back in, the SSO isn't there and all that. You move to an insurance agency, and I would argue even the most um, forward-thinking ones, they, they, there's just not enough integration um, to, to be able to satisfy the millennial. I, I don't know that it's a problem that can be solved um, other than awareness. And, and part of it, I think, is the expectation from the, the, from the, the millennial themselves. Um, and frankly, we've got to start on the, you know, Gen Z too, because they're creeping up on us pretty quick. They've never <laughs> dealt with anything other than technology, you know? So, um, but if it, the expectation is in normal life from a consumer side, I can switch technology all the time. We know from a, a business side how expensive it is, not only to ship technology because you have contracts, um, but the implementation of them is very, very expensive to do on an enterprise level. So I, I, think, I think part of it is we have to find a good way to temper the expectations of the younger generation that what you do on a corporate side can't be as uh, maneuverable um, as, as you are on the, on the personal side. Um, I mean, especially think in terms of like cancel court culture, right? We, we, we move on all the time. Yeah. You can't do that. It, with, with some of these legacy systems. Uh, and I, I think your point's super valid. I don't have a great answer for you <laughs> on it, um, but I think it, it, it's something that, it, it frustrates me. Okay, perfect example, right? I was telling you about this new, you know, uh, 2.0 launch of Total CSR. We, one of our tools is we do assessments for potential hires coming in. And we were having, um, one of our partners, his wife was, was beta testing this from home and part of the images weren't generating from the Safari browser, right? And we, the first comment was, well, in the insurance business, really no one's using Macs anyway. It's not that big of a deal, but we said, no, wait, but these are people applying to jobs, right? Most of the people applying to the jobs are young people with MacBooks at home that are on Safari doing this, right? So yeah. We need to make sure that that, and so now we're trying to figure out, okay, we got to make sure we get this bug fixed. So the other thing, and, but, but even to that point, right? I mean, so few agency management systems, you can utilize, you know, Max uh, on, um, and you're going to run into even further problems with data connected. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I think, I think it's a difficult issue. I don't know. I, I think there's smarter minds out me that are trying, 
out there than me that are trying to solve that problem, but it's, okay. it's, it's real. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna push you a little bit, but let me comment first. Um, uh, so, so to some extent you're saying this is a kind of a bigger industry problem because a lot of the tools are legacy. Yes, all right. Right. Uh, secondly, um, let, let me, let me uh, remind you or remind our listeners, uh, other than the podcast, I'm no longer associated with Agency Revolution. I founded it. I was the CEO of it. I was the uh, executive chair of it. And then I sold it. So, all right. That said, I happened to be on a webinar with Agency Revolution today. And I saw that I saw the current technology and I thought that looks cool. Right. And so the so, you know, the team is doing a killer job. And I think, you know, the, the quality of the right. software is like really first class and the integrations are probably I, I think they're the best in the industry because I, I, I do know how I, how much I paid for those dearly. Um, and so, 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 so I'm here to defend part of the industry. There, there's some pretty cool tools out there. Um, okay, so you and I are not gonna well, they, solve- They are. They are, but if they're not, if they don't have open API access, right? Because not everyone's willing to give that up, it becomes very difficult, right? Yeah. And you know, I mean, even with open API access, the programming that has to go in there to make sure that these things talk appropriately, it's very expensive. Yeah. It takes a lot of really smart engineers and, and you know, it's, I mean, we're, we've been working with it nonstop, you know, on this new build out. Um, it's, it needs to happen, but everyone's too afraid to give full access, you know, to, to really um, allow these things to connect, at least from the agency management side, it, it comes across that way. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I understand that. I get that from the agency management side. All right, so there are there are larger industry issues which you and I are not going to solve, but I still want your insight. So, um, so talk to me as if I were an agency principal, and I just brought okay. in I brought in uh, you know twenty nine year old Billy, and I want Billy to feel like part of the team, and I want Billy to be inspired, I want Billy to be engaged, um, and we're a generation apart. What, what advice would you give me as the agency principal to help, to help uh, the agency succeed in integrating Billy, but also to help Billy succeed in being engaged and productive? Uh, two things. First, I would say if I was bringing in some, if the agency wasn't already doing this, I would say, Billy, I understand that we aren't where we need to be with technology. You are, you're involved in this all day long and you're always probably chewing up new ones, spitting them out, et cetera. It would make me, nothing would make me happier than for you to come in, learn and master all of our systems and then go find better technology that we can implement. <laughs> okay, right? got it. Because so, so, so that's gonna get someone jazzed. Engage Billy's uh, expertise. Okay, got it. Yeah. And um, um, that, and then that becomes a um, cultural, uh, cultural norm, um, right? Right. Involvement of the team. You need to have a culture of change, you know? Um, you need to be able to say, hey, the best idea is always going to win. And sometimes the best idea means, hey, we were using this system for a year and a half, and now there's a better system. And now we're moving to it. And that means another learning curve. But we're always going to go with the best of the best, if we want to, you know, make a difference, 
uh, in this industry and, you know, really provide the best service we can for our clients. Got it. Okay. So Billy brings in a perspective that represents now the largest generation in America. And, and, and so there is a bit of a reversal. Let me, let me see if I'm getting, getting your point here. So typically it may be that, <laughs> you know, uh, the, the, the agency principle is like, like, I got the culture, it's my culture, this is the way things are done. But I think part of what you're saying is that in order for us to create a culture of change, which is probably imperative in these times, in fast moving times, right? right. Um, that, that, that now it's like, okay, we're gonna open that culture up a little bit, right? Cause we, well, first of all, we need to be current, we need to be contemporary and we need to learn to have relationships with the millennial market. And that may not have been our, our focus, but for goodness sakes, it's now you know becoming not only the largest generation but will soon become the largest buyer of insurance. And so, yeah, and, and right. so I think you're saying a successful agency really does need an inclusive culture. And we need to recognize the, um, the valuable perspective that Billy brings to the agency. Bingo, got it? Absolutely, yeah. Sol solve the problem, yeah. okay. Okay, got Perfect. it. Well, yeah, and so, so rather than merely recognizing that person as the low person on the totem pole, newest guy around, right? We're also recognizing that they probably bring in a perspective that's that's valuable, right? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Extremely. Now that said, now now big problem solved. Thank you. Um, uh, if uh, uh, one last question, if um, you know from your perspective, okay, long like three generations in the industry but now kind of cutting edge, right? You're, you're creating things that are uh, solving today's problems. If right. you could jump on Michael's soapbox and deliver a non-commercial message, like agency principals or leaders of the industry, here's something I think you should pay attention to. What do you think they should pay attention to? I, I think you need to pay attention to the idea that the way the industry has done things for the past 30, 40, 50 years is very, very different than what's going to be happening in the next decade. And you need to be willing to step back and realize that you are not the most critical piece to the agency, um, even though we all like to think that we are, but there are better and brighter minds that are gonna push this thing forward. Um, and I think unless you can adopt that mentality, you're going to lose. I mean, there are so many, and it, I hate saying young, but they just happen to be young agency principals that I'm talking to that have been in the business for a decade like me that are now creating all these insure techs because they're saying, we've got problems. This is awful. Like there's got to be a better way to do it. Um, and they're revolutionizing the industry. Like, like. What we're doing is child's play compared to some of these other other companies that are out there. And it's just, it's really exciting to be a part of. Um, but you have to be willing to, you know, um, put your ego aside and say, what's best for the agency and how do I allow this younger generation to kind of earn their place? Well said. Okay. Uh, thank you very much.
Uh, Jordan, before we wind it up here, if people want to find out more about um, Total CSR or make contact with you or uh, um, well, just learn more, how should they do that? Yeah, uh, uh, simply visit totalcsr.com. Uh, it, you can go there and find out information. If you want uh, information on what our product looks like, uh, you can schedule a demo there. Happy to walk you through all of our programs. Uh, if you want to reach out to me directly, just jordan at totalcsr.com. It's jordan with an A. Um, yeah, and I don't have all the Twitter and stuff, so it's not like you can follow me or anything like that. But um, yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, uh, uh, reach out if you have any questions. Happy to talk, whether it's you know, training side or, you know, agency side. I talked to a lot of agency owners, so I know a lot of what's right. going on in the industry. All right. Very good. Well, Jordan, I've really enjoyed spending time with you and uh, I appreciate the efforts you guys are putting into solving a big problem for the industry. So thank you very much. Thanks, Michael. I really appreciate your time. You bet. Thank you for listening to the Connected Insurance Podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share it with your peers and colleagues. Explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers by visiting agencyrevolution.com and clicking media. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox. New episodes every Wednesday.